You're not old, but in this group, it must feel like you are. You've been in the big leagues for seven years now. You're not even 30, but that makes you a grizzled veteran when you look around at the other position players on your team. High drive, deep left field, and way gone! Let the kids play. <laughs> They're young, the youngest group in baseball, and part of your job is to help them handle their first big league pennant race. I'm Dan Schulman, and this is a Swing and a Belt. Panic gives this one a ride to right field. And Joe Panic has just hit his first home run of the season. And he hit that one a long way. Boy, he sure did. Joe Panic spent the first five and a half years of his big league career with the San Francisco Giants and won a World Series in his rookie season. Now, in his first season with the Blue Jays, Panic has hit over 300 the last four weeks with an on-base percentage near 450. And as a grizzled old vet at the age of 29, Panic, it seems, has been asked to impart some wisdom to his young teammates along the way. Joe, how's the season going for you so far? Good, good. You know, it's uh, definitely an interesting one, to say the least, but it's been fun. You know, with the group of guys we got here, it's definitely kept things loose, kept things fun. So it's been good. Yeah. Does the energy of the young guys help you get through all the craziness of this year? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's so many young guys, a lot of a lot of energy, a lot of young blood where, especially with no fans, you know, you need that. You know, some guys rely on fans for energy, but with this group, I mean, they supply the energy, they supply the the fun. So it's definitely been helpful for someone like me, someone like Shaw, some of the guys that you know have had been around for a few years now. So it's definitely uh, been good having the young guys. Yeah, it's funny. We had a shot of you guys in the dugout. I think it was in Philadelphia, and it was you and Shaw and Grichik, and none of you guys are old. But we were kind of, you know, tongue in cheek, obviously saying, oh, they're the grownups. The grownups are having a chat down in the dugout. Like, do <laughs> I mean, you're 29, but do you feel a little bit older because you got so many young guys on the team? Oh, yeah. It's funny you say that. So I can come in from San Francisco. I was always the young guy. It didn't matter if I had five years. Didn't matter. I was always the young guy because that was a heavy veteran team. And I come over here and then you're talking about Vlad, who's 21, Bo's 22. Everybody's, I feel like, in their early 20s and I'll be mentioned like a band name or like a song or a movie. And they're like, what is that? Like a movie from 2000. They're like, yeah, I was just, I was two years old. And I'm like, oh boy. So at age 29, like, you know, this is like, you're right in the middle of your career, but you know, here you feel like you feel like you're 39, but yeah. it's fun though. It's a different experience. And you know, it's something that I'm kind of embracing. So tell me, when you're a free agent and you're trying to figure out who to sign with and you're weighing opportunities, do you go online and look at the 40-man roster and check out who the team has and, you know, try to figure out how good these guys are? And, you know, how much did you try to learn or how much did you already know about the young core of position players that the Blue Jays had when you decided to sign with Toronto? That's something you always take into account when you're kind of looking at teams. You're always looking at, all right, who's on the team like is the arrow pointing up is the arrow pointing down and that was something i took into account knowing okay you take a look at the the team and the arrow was definitely pointing up and i mean it was a big arrow pointing up so that was something i kind of wanted to be a part of and just watching from afar you could see it's a young exciting team and that's something you want to be a part of not again it's about the arrow pointing up you don't want to be going into a situation where you know the arrow's going down and it can be a long season that aspect so 
um, definitely something to take into consideration. Before you met them in Dunedin or before you got to Dunedin, did you know Biggio, Vlad, or Bichette at all? Or did you know any of their dads at all? Had you had any contact <laughs> with anybody in those three families beforehand? Uh, no, no, I um, didn't know any one of them. And when we played the Blue Jays last year, I believe the only person that was up at that point was Vladdy Jr. So I never played, talked to, you know, Bidge or Bo or anybody. So it was kind of going in with a clean slate but again just kind of when you see on tv you, you could kind of tell how you know your teammates embrace you know each other and it was just something that you know again watching from afar you you see and you could appreciate how quickly did you get to know them and get a feel for them in spring training this year quickly i mean you know they're all baseball guys they love the game and you just appreciate that and you know when you're dealing with good people it's easy to get along with it's easy to get acclimated with um they're easygoing guys. There's, there is a little age difference now. Apparently, again, when you're quoting movies or something like that, it's a little it, you get over that little hump. But otherwise, again, it's it's when you're dealing with good people, ball players, the guys that just love the game. It's easy to just get acclimated and just kind of step right in. Got all this started as Panic drills the ball to right field, and that's down for a base hit. In to score, Telez Shaw on his way home behind him. Around a third comes Goriel, and this game is tied. I don't want to leave Lourdes Goriel out of the group, too. I mean, he's a little bit older, I guess, but in some ways, he, you know, he kind of seems younger than Biggio. He missed a lot of playing time after he defected. He's had a lot of injuries and that sort of thing. So I guess he's the fourth Beatle of the group, if, they, if the young kids know who the Beatles are. I don't know if they do. Or not, but but if, if they know who the Beatles are. But do you ever, I know Eric Sogard did a little bit of this last year when he was with the Blue Jays, and you're kind of in the Sogard role a little bit this year when they're great talents, but they make mistakes too, youthful mistakes. Do you pull them aside and talk to them at times during or after games about what to do better the next time? You know, I'm not going to really grab them during the middle of a game because, you know, if they make a mistake, you know, they know they messed up. But it's more of like afterwards, it'll be like, hey, what were you thinking on that play? It's just more of kind of getting to see, are they thinking? What are they thinking? Or were they just kind of flying by the seat of their pants and just going, all right, just base running move. Or if it was in the field or whatever it was, hey, just kind of make sure they're thinking and, okay, is it a mental mistake or physical mistake? And just kind of, again, just making sure that, you don't keep repeating mistakes. That's the big thing. Are, are they learning from them? And, and again, just making sure that they're thinking out there. Bo said back in spring training that he expected the Blue Jays to compete for a playoff spot this year. And even at the beginning of the year, you guys had some excruciating tough losses, one-run losses the first couple of weeks of the season. But everything we heard from every player that we got on a Zoom call kept saying, we're going to be okay. This is going to be okay. Did you always feel, even through the rough stretches early, that this was going to be okay? Yeah, I think just watching and playing with these guys, the talent was definitely there. It was just a matter of we were making one or two mistakes. I felt like in those close games, you know, when you're playing Atlanta or you're playing Washington or Tampa, when you make those one or two mistakes, they're going to capitalize on them and they're going to beat you. It was a matter of kind of cleaning up. There was a lot of base running mistakes that were happening. There was, you know, again, a play here, a play there. And it's, okay, the, we definitely had the talent. Everybody knew that. And it's great to see that the young guys have still had confidence in themselves to not say, oh, shoot, here we go. It's, you know, we're going to be okay. And that's something that good teams have is, you know what, there's a sense of urgency, but 
there's a fine line between urgency and, and panic. And I think these guys haven't pressed the panic button yet, or they haven't pressed it at all, which is, you know, impressive. All right, let's talk Alejandro Kirk. We've gone a while without talking about him. Yeah. And uh, you guys have just come off an incredible game. A high fly ball towards the right field corner. Gone! Can you believe it? <laughs> he better break out in a smile round of the bases this time. What a night for Alejandro Kirk. For a 21-year-old guy up from A-ball who had four hits, including a double and a home run, take me back again to spring training. I wouldn't imagine you knew anything about Alejandro Kirk until you probably saw him in the clubhouse in Dunedin one day. What was? What do you remember about the first time you ever met him or saw him out on the baseball field? Yeah, I had no idea who Kirk was, and I can't really remember exactly what uh, the first time, but it was just like, okay, just you know, young guy, and I had no idea and do nothing about him. And then all of a sudden, in this spring training game, he just, whack. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I talked to, I talked to, I forgot if it was Guillermo or, or somebody, I was like, who is this kid? And he's like, he was an A-ball last year, he's 21 years old, all he does is rake, that's all, like, he just hits, he just hits, he finds barrels. And sure enough, I'm like, okay, okay. I didn't think anything of it. You know, next thing you know, it's, you know, we get shut down. Then we get to summer camp in Toronto. And all he did in Toronto was just hit. And, I mean, beyond the play he was blocking, I was just like, wow. I, I was <laughs> I was thoroughly impressed because I'm just mm-hmm. like, he's short. You know, he's, you know, behind the plate. Just, you know, he keeps everything in front of him. And he's got <laughs> the ball just finds his barrel every time. So, um, again, dealing with a kid that's coming straight out of a ball for me there was no expectations but to see him and to see him go now it's you know it's been fun to watch what was the dugout like as he was piling up hits in that game against the yankees oh my gosh um everybody's just so happy for him because again you're talking about a good kid he's he's just loved in the clubhouse i guess um no he has a relationship with a lot of the young guys and i see how excited everybody was for him that's what makes it special because again you're dealing with a good kid a young kid a good kid and it's easy for everybody to pull for him. So hopefully he just keeps it rolling. Is Caleb Joseph still doing the three-star thing? And did Kirk get the first star of the game? Oh, gosh. If, yeah, of course, Caleb's still doing uh, the three-star. <laughs> yeah. Got to have a little hockey influence yeah. here. Um, and of course, yeah, Kirk, was definitely the first star. And uh, yeah, everybody was loving it. So Charlie Montoyo told us a couple of days ago that he called a team meeting, which is not a Charlie Montoyo thing to do. And it was, you know, during the losing streak and just kind of, you know, taking the temperature of the room, he felt it needed to happen. And then he told the media that he called on you to talk to the room about some of your experiences, specifically, I guess, your rookie season with the Giants when you won a World Series. Did you know he was going to call on you before he did in the middle of the meeting? <laughs> no, that kind of caught me by surprise. But <laughs> but you know what? For me, it was easy to just, you know, just kind of tell the guys, hey, listen, we're in a good spot. I know it doesn't seem like at the time. I know it doesn't seem like we're in a good spot because we've lost, pro- I think it was five or I think it was five in a row we lost. And in September, it doesn't seem like you're okay. But we were still four games up, you know, from uh, was it Seattle? And I'm like, listen, guys, the main thing is we get in the playoffs. We have enough talent in this club to win a World Series. So, and I draw my experience from 2014. I was, and I told him we were the second wild card team in 2014. We were underdogs every series. But you know what? We won. Here's one up the middle. Panic! What a play! Gets one. 
Joe Panic to take a hit. All that matters is getting to the playoffs and then it's a new season starting fresh. And just basically relax. Don't keep pressing. Don't worry about trying to catch the Yankees. Don't worry about trying to catch Tampa. You know what? Let's just keep taking it one game at a time. You take it one game at a time. And, you know, everything will take care of itself. And I don't know if anybody paid attention. I don't know if anybody listened, but it was more of like, listen, we're still in the driver's seat here. Yeah. And we got enough guys on offense that can hit the ball out of the park that can change a game in a playoff game. We got enough arms in the bullpen. We got enough starting pitching that can get us, you know, to where the promised land, essentially. So just get in and then anything can happen in the playoffs. So that was kind of my message. It seems like it's a group that would listen to that message, and it seems like it's a group. Again, we get all kinds of shots during the telecast, and it's not always the same guys talking to the same guys. We see combinations of players talking to each other in the dugout that are different every single night. It seems like a group that through the quarantine in Toronto and through all the uncertainty about where you're going to play and through this crazy season, it seems like a really tight group. Is that the way that it actually is? Yeah, you know, people might forget, like you mentioned, all the adversity kind of that the that we had to deal with back with the quarantine, and then um, and just in July, not knowing where we're going to play, are we going to be in Toronto, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, all on the road? Everybody kind of bonded over that, and I was like, you know what, we're in this together. Like it's us against everybody else. So you know, we kind of bonded over that, and you know, normally over a course of a season, you have 162 games to kind of grow that bond and. In a short season, we were able to kind of get that bond a lot quicker than normal. Yeah, I'm sure 60 kind of feels like 162 with some of the things that you guys have been through. But you're (laughs) in the stretch run there. Looks good for a playoff spot. Keep it going. You've been a big part of the success the last five, six weeks. Been doing great. And congratulations. Hope you're having fun. And most importantly, keep giving them old movie references and older (laughs) bands. Keep educating the younger generation. Uh, Sounds good, Dan. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Joe. Well, 29 may sound old and make Joe Panic feel old. I would take it in a heartbeat, but in the position that he's in, I guess in some ways he is old around all these 21 and 22-year-olds, but he's doing a great job, and I'm sure it is great for the younger players to have his voice and his experience in the clubhouse to help them down the stretch and hopefully into the postseason. A lot of fun stuff already for the Blue Jays, and hopefully more to come. That'll do it for this episode of A Swing and a Belt, produced by Christian Ryan. We'd love you to leave a comment or a like or subscribe or tell your friends about it or just join us whenever you can for some fun baseball talk. I'm Dan Schulman.